everybody, welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here alongside my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Season finale of WandaVision. Oh, yes. Let's just get right into it. Here's my suggestion, sir. Uh, okay. Let's skip the recap. That's fine. Let's dive right in because I think for this, I think there's a lot to say. I want to get right down to it. I feel like I may have controversial opinions. We are um, making the assumption everyone's seen it already and remembers yes. everything that happens. Yeah. I mean, as we go through each episode, I think it's a helpful tool. But for this, I, I'm, I'm ready to dive in. But I want, I, I, I want to cede my time, cede the floor to you. Uh, so that you can provide the counterbalance to, I think, the negativity I'm about to bring. Okay, so then let's talk about the good from okay. this episode. Um, me, personally, I don't know if you're going to disagree because it sounds right. like you have negative thoughts. Mm. Um, one thing that I just should call out that I know you appreciated was... Early on in the battle with Wanda and Agatha, where right. Wanda throws the car at Agatha that sends her into the house. Yes. When she goes and checks underneath the car to see yeah. what's going on with Agatha, only her shoes are there, which was a nice like call out to Wizard of Oz. I think that's genius. So I thought that was great. Um, and I feel like... I, I have critiques of this episode, but the one thing that I do think this episode did well mm -hmm. is it it gave us a full story arc for both of the main characters in the show. Yes. It gave us a beginning to end. There is a to be continued for both of them, but that's always the case with Marvel. But as far as this story was concerned in this consolidated season, mm -hmm. it was beginning to end we got for Wanda and a beginning to end that we got for Vision. Okay. Um, and I thought they did a really great job with that and just with the love story between those two. How weird is it that we get a superhero show, it's not even a movie anymore, it's a show that is literally just, when it comes down to it, a love story between a witch and a robot. Correct. Like that is just unbelievable. Freaky that they're able to pull to, everybody to in. pull that off. Yeah. I yes. And and kudos to them. Okay. So first, I absolutely love the boots under the house thing. Genius, great, excellent. Um, but as far as an arc, I think the only one that was well served by this was vision. I would submit that the, the character best served by this series as in as much as giving them an arc and closure was vision because he, he's in, you know, from the first episode, there's confusion. 
He's back. He knows he shouldn't be. There's something wrong. Can't quite place it. Doesn't quite understand. Uh, carries on through. Discovers. Literally finds himself. Figures out what m- makes sense to him. Why things are happening. Uh, then confronts his significant other. Has a battle with her of words and emotions. And then at the end, accepts his fate and moves on. Forgives her. Uh, a pre understands what's happening and moves along. And like, you know, like we've talked about, uh, even though I may disagree with certain things, the writing, you know, still much better than some of the stuff that's out there. Like when he says to her, um, you know, what will I be next? I was, a I was a voice with nobody when he was just Jarvis. I was a, uh, Oh, I forget the middle part. I was a voice with nobody. I was a, uh, robot or i was a machine with no whatever it was mind and then he got the mind stone um what will i be next which was beautiful because it's like okay he's either coming back or he's you know it was just he's he's optimistic of the future even though he is that version of vision is going away he knows that the really the real vision is still alive and out there and he'll continue on and i do while we're talking about vision, another thing that I loved was the conversation that those two have was just oh. perfect vision. You know, that was yes. exactly what a conversation between two visions would be talking about some random theory Agreed. and kind of winding it in, which apparently is from the comics as well. I believe that's correct. But again, shows the point of he's best served. Um, Let's see other other positive situations. I like the reveal, uh, the Quicksilver reveal information. He's like an actor, you know. Okay, that, interesting, that, interesting. You know that that's why he looks like that. That he's an mm-hmm. actor and that he's not necessarily going to be in the MCU. It, that just was his role. Um, and she had this the magic necklace or whatever it was. Uh, I'm fine with that. But magic here's magic shell necklace. The magic puka shell necklace. Here's the problem. Once again, you have a character with no conceivable weakness, with no consequences to their actions, nothing. It's it's Captain Marvel all over again. So I last episode, not the series. I want to be very clear. So let's talk. I'll tell you what, let's jump into this before we get to that. that. Let me, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Let's discuss for a moment before we get into that issue. Let's discuss for a moment. Our feelings on uh, the fruition or lack of coming to fruition of fan theories, because a lot of them just poop out the window nothing there were no fan theories that ultimately came true all of the right. fan theories that people had were revealed early on there was no new stuff that happened um i think people who got very caught up in fan theorizing mm. definitely did not like the end of this show i think largely Correct. in part because of that um, I 
enjoyed it. I don't think this was a perfect show. I don't I don't think it's a perfect ending, but I enjoyed mm. the ending and I had no problems with them not having any further kind of twists or whatever thrown at us um, because I would rather them do what they did than yeah. like give us twists to give us twists and like shoehorn them in. Well, no, I don't want them shoehorned in, but I definitely think they missed some opportunities to service phase four. They maybe they did. Maybe they didn't because we don't know what the the large plan is for this. And, you know, when they were first creating WandaVision, they they might not have had the the rights back to X-Men yet. You know, you don't want them to rush. I agree. Certain things. Um, so, obviously, there's the Mephisto of it all, which everyone the was Mephisto very disappointed all. with. Um, Incredibly. I still think he's going to come into play, but it just wasn't this show. It's going to be in, in Loki. Um, also fine. But, like, here's the thing. A... If he comes into play in Loki, okay, interesting, fine. I think it's a little late. Uh, they should have hinted more. Two, B, uh, you know, the end sequence when she, the end end sequence. Yes, yes. When yes. she is the, in the, the cabin, post 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 credits because it was two scenes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Where Scarlet Witch is in the cabin making the same symbols as. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, yes, and doing the same trick where like her essence is reading, but her body is yes, eating the, and all um, that. Uh, what is that called? Astral projection. projection. So she's astral projecting, which means she learned that from somewhere. But here's the thing: like, is it? Well, I just I can just do it because I can just do it. Or like, I think we should have had Benedict Cumberbatch show up and. Do something there. I think that would have been nice. We know that she's going to be in. We know she's going to be in Doctor Strange too. Um, we know that was somewhat of a setup. It would have been a little bit more of a setup if like Doctor Strange comes knocking on the door or you see yes. him flying in or whatever. Or um, or have her do that in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, I think part of how they kind of explained away this is like she's always been able to just kind of figure out how to do this because she is the prophesized scarlet witch who uses right. chaos magic and is essentially able to just do it yes. without ever learning how she did it um right. so that's you know that's one way to go with it i guess the only issue i have with the whole fan theory thing is really with elizabeth olsen and paul bettany in real life oh because because they're because dropping hints and being turd muffins. They yes, because listen, they did a disservice to the show because they um, stoked the flames of people's yeah. fan theories to where you know I would imagine they'd want as many people to enjoy the show as possible. So right. if you have a bunch of people thinking and theorizing and wanting stuff to happen for the sake of stuff happening. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, stuff's going to happen. And it doesn't. A group yeah, of people that might have otherwise liked it. So, like, yeah. let's go into the specifics. Elizabeth Olsen is giving an interview uh, a couple episodes into WandaVision and basically says that a 
a not in these exact words i think she like was asked it and she said yes but basically saying that a cameo on the level of luke skywalker in the mandalorian was going to happen in wandavision did not happen i'm guessing she thought that quicksilver was that cameo that could be my only guess and either she was just overselling knowingly or Hmm. has never watched star wars which is fine i'm gonna go but like i'm gonna give her benefit of the doubt and go with the latter i'm guessing she doesn't understand who really who luke skywalker is one compared to yeah quicksilver paul bettany i think is a worse offender yes where listen the only benefit of the doubt you can give is that he has uh, God knows how many interviews and promo interviews this guy has done for this show and maybe didn't know what he's doing in the moment and essentially was joking around and said, I am excited that I got to work with an actor I've never worked with before. And we have some really great scenes. Yeah. He was talking about himself which he we're, I'm done now with him and how much of a how much of a Paul Bettany proponent have I been through this whole series he uh, the thing is and he's great too he's great oh. as he seems like a, a a fun guy and a nice guy and it I'm it just sucks that he did on that. him yes it sucks that he shame did on that. him he should not have done that correct Again, the only excuse you can say is he just had gone through so many interviews and he just said something that he didn't realize the big deal yeah. that it was going to be when he was did joking he, around saying it. But did he get tired from all the people talking? The greatest, to him? not the greatest yeah. of things to do. And so that is Let me tell the you. only issue I take I, with the fan theories not happening is yeah. that they were kind of sold by the cast. Mm-hmm. when they shouldn't have been sold the way that they were fine that's fine outrageous didn't serve the project didn't serve you know Correct. the show overall but so so i think they missed that i think they missed out on the mephisto of it all i think they totally missed out on uh dr strange and i think they absolutely missed out on doing something interesting with Agatha. And here's what I mean. Uh, They tried to, you know what? I, here's how I felt about this series. And it, it ties into what I'm about to say about Agatha. This series was the last two episodes of this series was the last season of game of Thrones. It was a mad dash to the end. Okay. They rushed it and they were like, uh, and this, and then that as well. And she's angry and sucks up powers, but also there's runes. Like, here's my problem. Yeah. Agatha, in hindsight, I think we should have known all along. Like we should have known from the beginning and then followed Agatha secretly and given her a storyline so that she could come back so that we are interested so that her ultimate fight with, uh, Scarlet Witch was all the more powerful and interesting. Like, let's look at what happened in that last episode. She reveals herself, essentially. You know, she did mm-hmm. it in the second to last episode, but essentially reveals herself and fights her. Shows her 
the runes. And then in the process of giving her all her power, after she sucked out all the power, all of a sudden she gets the power back because there's runes. That's not how they described how the runes work in the episode we were in. Like, it's not like, oh, well, we said that in the first episode, but we're changing things. Or we said that in the first movie, but it's a decade later, so we're going to change the way the powers work. Or Superman now gets to kiss Lois Lane and wipe her mind of all her memories because that's what we need to service this movie, even though that's not a real power that he has. Like, I felt like that was a cop-out. And again, and, and you can comment on this because you, you said it right, that uh, Scarlet Witch skirts the line between villain and and good guy but she torments all these people kidnaps all these people essentially then doesn't get the credit for doing it which i think would have serviced the character better and then mind wipes agatha and just bombs away like come on people i think so the the Agatha thing I think was deserved as far as the mind wipe, considering what she was trying to do and stealing the children and doing the, the whole thing. Like that's fine. And like uh-huh. that at least I think there they leave the door open for Agatha to come back, obviously, because they even say, like, if I need you, I'll I'll I know, know where, where to find, find you, right. you because right. she's like, Oh, what are you going to do without me? How are you going to learn how to control this power? Yeah. Um, so I think that leaves the door open for her to like play that mentor role that she plays in the comic books. Yeah. And in the comics, she, you know, we know this from our preview episode. She starts out as a villain to Correct. Wanda much in the same way and then becomes uh, the, the mentor. Um, yeah. So that that kind of fits for me. And I do think, you know, if anything, Agatha got more shine because everyone thought that she was just the 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 henchman of Mephisto. And it turns out she was the big bad of the season all along. Um, So, you know, in that sense, yes, I do agree with you that they uh, probably needed some more time on each of the last episodes. I really what it is, I think as much as I liked certain scenes from that penultimate episode, yeah, I don't think they needed a full flashback episode the way that they did it to explain what was going on. Because the for the most part, we didn't really learn anything new there. Right. And had they not done that, they could have taken their time with their conclusion of the story. And that's legit. And I'm um, fine with that. How yeah. some ever. They certainly didn't do Agatha any favors by making her ultimate goal stealing the power of another powerful woman. Like, I would almost have I, respected it more or... or think it would have made more sense if she was exacting a price or even just just crazy and torturing her because or trying to keep her trapped in that world so that she's not the most powerful being in the real world or something like the whole the whole show at the end was essentially i want what she has yeah i think the issue is the motivation 
for they they don't really give a full motivation for why yeah, they Agatha didn't flesh it out wants the power they do establish that that's a thing that she does historically because yeah. she takes the powers from her own mother in that flashback and and the other witches that have which her is trapped. something we could have been exploring all along as well as i said earlier yes absolutely um i think they had like a a, a big reveal that they thought they were making um but everyone had already figured it out i don't <laughs> yeah. know how you anticipate something like that prior to yeah. like as you're writing the show so i'll give them a little bit of a break on that um but yeah, I, I do agree with you in that sense that uh, I, I think it's fair to say that Agatha did lack uh, substantial motivation for why she was doing everything that she was doing. They kind of do say that they, you know, been, she had been watching Wanda from afar, seeing her do all these things and saying she doesn't even know what she's doing. She was never properly taught. She doesn't deserve the power that she has. And so she she wants it because she feels like she deserves that power and she wants to. And when Wanda creates Westview, the fictional world, and Mm. I guess for whatever, somehow Agatha sensed it, she went and wanted to figure out how she could have possibly done it. And is this the Scarlet Witch that has been prophesied? what, What you just did, sir. Your brilliant mind. Oh, appreciate is you that. wrote a better show. Like that's what you just I did. Just you wrote a better it a show. Little, a little quicker and easier, and not you, as broken up. Here's what you need to do. You need to go to work <laughs> for a politician, and after they have the debates, you need to be the guy in Spin Alley that all the newscasters yeah. go to to be like, "What did he say?" Yep. And then you're I, like, "No, he didn't mean that he hates all people. <laughs> he just means that." He, you know, he wants to build a bridge and have some people come over. And, you know, uh, like that's that, that's what you just did. So I applaud you. I, I applaud your tenacity. I think that skill only works for for movies and, and television. I don't know if that, yeah. that skill carries over to politics. Oh, my God. Um, but you, yeah, you're the spin doctor, man. So, look, I'm good. I, we can close this chapter. I've said all I need to say. But interesting. You are you are you, know, you were really not a fan of of the last episode. Ended. I think they I think they took a great it here's what it would be like. Here's what it would be like. It would be like Batman. Okay, 1989. Oh no, no, I'll be even better. It's like the Martha scene from Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Where, where we were all there, and we were like, "Is this happening right now?" And 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 we we dealt with it. We lived with it. We tried to spin it, some better than others, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is where we're at. So I think they were the cl- only they thing, were close yeah. with certain things. I think they were close, but they just they needed a little bit more of a flushed out. Uh, explanation yes. or or story to it they, like like the runes yeah. thing like like you said i right. think that was it made sense that she would win in the end right. by creating runes unfortunately it didn't like add up in the best way because she's like giving away her power it seems like maybe she made it seem like that and that wasn't actually happening i don't know she, they didn't she also didn't know it. what the heck a rune was 
until yeah. But, uh, you know, so man. how did how did she know how to do the right exactly. runes? And it, it, look, here's the thing. They pass for the semester because of nine episodes, they got a passing grade on eight. Okay. Um, so they're going to pass cumulatively for this message. Yeah, the it, last thing to discuss is before we move to another topic, I think you tell me the friend of your mother's referenced to Monica Rambo reference to Nick Fury or reference to Captain Marvel. I think that's probably Nick Fury. Okay. Because it's a scroll who's telling her this and they're yeah. kind of working for Nick, Nick Fury up yeah. in space. Um, I do want to touch on a little bit. Um, what do you got? Where I kind of agree with you is the, um, when we talk about kind of a rushed ending, I see rush, yes. the rush endings more for the side characters. So like to me, so like my main critique outside of my critique of okay. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany doing what they did sure. outside of the show, within the show, I think my biggest critique from this season finale was for three of the characters. I think okay. Monica Rambo, essentially, mm -hmm. if she was not in this show at all, you wouldn't yeah. notice. I There's agree. No reason for her other than to set up her origin and set up her in the next project she's going to be in. If she wasn't Agreed. in this, it, it wouldn't have mattered. They didn't give her enough. Re true. And all That's she bad. like barely does anything in in the last two episodes. Quicksilver essentially added up to nothing. Didn't need to be in it. It was all a complete misdirect, and there was no payoff. For that character. No, he was a opinion. MacGuffin. He was a MacGuffin. He, he was. was the thing that we were supposed to wonder about, but amounts to nothing. But I do think it served a purpose because, and the whole thing, you know, everyone's like, oh, but the emotions and the children, the children, you know, in the show and everything else. But like, I do get the emotion like her, you know, her dead brother is all of a sudden back, even though he looks a little bit different. You know, Agatha's playing with her mind. Um, I would disagree only partially with you because I think the payoff, while I was fine with the explanation, probably would have been more fun if they found a way to, to keep him in the universe. Okay. Um, and then lastly. Yes, sir. I think the worst ending of anyone was Hayward. Yeah. He he yes. does all of this to bring Vision back to life. He's done it. He's yeah, accomplished he his succeeded, goal. He right. succeeds. And he decides, let me go in and attack Wanda now. And not only that, he goes in there when she lifts up the gates with like a group of armed people to take right. on superpowered beings yeah. and immediately gets stopped. His grand plan yes. when he goes in there is to shoot the but two superpowered children right. as an as a, a head of a government agency. His but, big plan, let me go in with five yeah. people with 
machine guns right. and let me when that doesn't work i'm gonna shoot the kids get another example of their failure to tie all the threads together specifically if it was agatha all along was she working with hayward oh no i think that it's safe to say in no way shape or form they were then what together. was the whole point like, exactly. why did hayward care exactly but also that's what i'm saying like, Why did but he care yeah. enough to like go back in and try to save the Westview people when he already ha- like the whole point of him was because no, we uh, didn't know what it was and right. then it became he just wanted to bring Vision back online because he saw Vision as a weapon I, he could use. I yes, don't know, but she the, was more powerful than any of them, and I think the whole point was Agatha wants to suck out her power make her ostensibly human and then Hayward can neutralize her, kill her. So it would have made no. more sense if Agatha had communicated with him and been like, listen, I'm going in, bro. And I'm going to take care of this. I guess so. I think it would have been a stretch that a high level government agent is like besties and working with an underground witch who's been alive for centuries like that connection makes no sense to me other than I, their 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 goals uh-huh. it's more of like a the the enemy of my enemy is my friend type right. of thing but how do you know but i i give hayward don't more know credit. that the enemy exists right. you know i give I mean? him more credit than to just walk in there and try to shoot uh, the Scarlet Witch. Like, I think he had to know there was something going on with her power. Because at some point, someone says it's almost done or it's it's ending. Or it's, I think it's him. Like, he, he he says it as though he has knowledge of the of what's happening inside the red hexagon. And I don't know. Like, I'm just saying that would have been a better that would have been a better story to tell. Yeah, I, I mean, if he had, or he yes. made, you know, instead of instead of Mephisto, he's making some kind of satanic deal with Agatha. You know, like I want to be the yeah, next. It's just as you know, whatever. As constructed as we got, we didn't know what his motivations were. Right. We find out that what he wanted all along was to use Vision as a weapon, but yes. they didn't tell us why. He wanted that. He just, similar to uh, even, I think, less explained than Agatha's motivations. We have no idea why he wants that. He's just a bad guy that wants to bring Vision back to life and use him as a weapon. Then, when this is accomplished, he just continues to try to, like, defeat. It it didn't make sense what what his plan was from there. Made no more sense. His execution, his plan doesn't make sense. His goal makes perfect sense. And it's the goal that I'm upset about. The goal is she's got to go. This is a dangerous person to have on the planet. She has no moral compass. They tried to give it to her because they felt bad. It would have been better if she was just off the rails. But then then they were like, no, it really wasn't her. She didn't know. It would have been better if she knew. Because now what's her like, Like... Give her strength. Give her strength that's other than strength. Like she has physical strength. She has power. But give these characters 
strength of of will and conviction and heart. Like I I feel like they totally did a disservice. I feel like the majority of Marvel characters are given that. Yes, I think Wanda has that. She has just been been through a lot more mm-hmm. than the majority of MCU characters. She has experienced loss yeah. at a level that the majority of MCU characters haven't experienced right. yet. So then and it's that okay is... for her to do that. Like I'm I'm on board. She's she's blacked yeah, out. She she's went, experienced so much. But they did that. But not really. At the end they took it away from her. They were like, "Well, they no." They didn't. Well, just because she didn't purposely like torture people, she d- does realize and recognize that's what she ended up doing. I don't I agree with you that there really wasn't a consequence for her from yes. a, like a punishment s- standpoint from any authority, but Living she also booked it out of there. Yeah, but so, there's also no like I'm there, sure there, if she, there is no recourse. Like this would have been for the now. Perfect, for this now. would have been the perfect series. But the recourse to have found was, her weakness. The recourse was her losing her family. Imagined or not, that right. is the recourse. She the fake family. Yeah. Yes, but in she had them there. She experienced right. Right. life with them for a few yes. days and had to willingly give it up when she realized, oh crap, I'm torturing a town of people. I need to stop myself. And then she goes off to the cabin in the woods. And now yes. she's somehow hearing her children calling out to her for help. Now what's happening? Is she trying to get them back? Are they in some other dimension? Are they like, that's the next thing that I guess we're going to discover from Dr. Strange. And it's very in line with who she is in general in the comics. She is a character that is always towing the line and going back and forth between, is she a hero? Is she a villain? She's got a lot of emotional stuff going on and has been through a lot and, a lot of times cannot control the great power that she has. And I would say that's what her weakness is. She has all of this power, yeah. but she to date has not been able to control the amount of power that she has. Yeah. I don't think that's a weakness. I think that's what gets everybody. It's killed. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but if you get everyone Except killed, her. that's a weakness. No, cause nothing happens sir. She, she was, turns the guns on the people. She didn't she know how to control it. Everybody. She didn't know how to control it against Thanos and Vision died. It got killed in front of her and she got blipped away. I would say her lack of control was weakness in that instance. But, but then, then somebody better be holding on to that glove to blip her away again in case we in case things well, listen, get right. You you don't know we don't know what's get, I don't think we can write it off as they've now made her all powerful. I don't think it's close we're she, close to that. No, I do. I think they definitely just put her in the Captain Marvel category. I disagree. And, you know, there's larger issues there. But, yeah, that we it's got to be a whole thing. This, this Whatever the next step is, I think they've got some fixing to do. I don't think they have fixing to do with any any of it. I think, yes, okay. she's, she's really powerful, but she lacks control, and we haven't seen – even seen like who the but big she, bad of she only this let me put it to you this of way. MCU is let me be. put it to you this way she lacks control or that excuse works when it suits her 
the oh, but she lacks control works as a suitable dodge for the writers. They should have said they should have committed like when she threw. Um, oh, God, I'm having a I said her name earlier. Agent. Um, uh, uh, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. When she expelled Monica Rambo from the you know zone in the beginning episodes you saw it on her face she knew what she she was doing she knew she was in control all right she was willingly ignorant to it yeah she was i i would argue she was just willingly ignorant to it she was she was willing to ignore what she was doing any any side effects to what or, or costs to anyone else then own it doing what more. she was doing. Then own it more at the end. Own it more. Okay. Like be emotional about that. We're crying over, you know, over. Well, uh, she our, was crying when she was surrounded but, by the townspeople who were telling her that she was being tortured. You know what you do then? Then she stays, gets picked up, goes to the psych unit. And that's where Dr. Strange picks her up and is like, listen, I know you're here to cry and be upset over what you did but i can teach you a better way boom i think a bigger gripe for you should be that dr strange didn't know any of this was going on at all from the beginning he's supposed to be the protector of this realm which is that dimension and he has no idea that this magical power that's going on is going is happening but agatha harkness does word that's, that's what i'm talking fair. about like again you've fair. written a better show stop writing a better show last stop defending part, this show and then writing a better show last well i don't mind critiquing something while actually like enjoying it like nothing is perfect okay it's, it's not perfect. a perfect show yeah. but i this I was not a waste it. of my time i enjoyed my friday nights watching this I yes and i 100 I, I think i would have too. preferred to watch the show you've created but this was fun yes i think something too with this show that is that goes unnoticed a lot of times and i think we we are able to get that effect with mandalorian as well and it's almost a callback something that we we miss since the game of thrones days is we as a community or as watchers have something to talk about each week right. it's not something yeah. like well, that's a whole Things different thing Agreed. where it's dumped on us yes in one weekend we all watch it all in the one weekend maybe mm-hmm. we talk about it for a week and then it's over and it's out of our minds there's a there's a this, place for that but yes this yes this i love that it's weekly and it's something to be able to discuss yes it's like water cooler talk which maybe those will come back one day one day um like that is the type of thing i think at the very least we can appreciate that this show gave us is something that we can all just talk about and theorize and, and the whole thing. I concur. I concur. Last question for you before we close. Yes. Do you think that if there were no fan theories with this show, do you think you would have enjoyed it more? No, I don't think I would have enjoyed it more. In fact, quite quite honestly, I think it's the reverse. I think I enjoyed it because of the speculation. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's definitely like when you're a fan, you know, and you know this, when you're a fan, when you watch these things, you're, you want to see certain things. Um, like, uh, let's use Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One was great fan service because it gave us a whole new story, but we also had Darth Vader. We had a lightsaber battle. We had uh, the mention of the Death Star, visual of the Death Star. We had, you know, like it's you want to see things from the universe you know so as comic mm-hmm. book readers and fans and and everything we want to see things from the world we know that we haven't seen yet so yeah. i know i think i think i enjoyed it more i think without it i'd be more critical because i was giving them a lot of credit based on where i was thinking they were going okay yeah absolutely how about you sir um i don't know because I think there's a lot of things that they attempted in this show that had nothing to do with mm. fan theories and what's coming next and stuff that yeah. maybe we as watchers would have appreciated more, like their homages to all the sitcoms that they were doing, which yeah. like we appreciated. But I sure. think if we weren't all caught up in, oh, is Mephisto coming? Is this happening? Is this happening? Maybe we would have appreciated them more. Um, but again, like I said, like the theories, they give you something to talk about each week. So, you know, I, I just, it's, it's tough to nail it. Unfortunately, like regardless of what happens, if there is a group of people that uh, their fan theory doesn't come true. They might be disappointed with the end and if they're, you know, would you it, agree, it sets yourself up a little bit. Would you agree that you don't have to do every fan theory and, and you don't even have to do all of them exactly the way the fans want, but to do nothing is kind of a slap. The only one, uh, essentially, the only one they really did was you got you got uh, White Vision, yeah, and you got Agatha Harkness, yeah, and you got the kids. So you get the House that of M storyline earlier. Right. Kind of, somewhat. You somewhat. get some of that. You could see where the influences are, yes. but they they don't take fully from any one yeah. storyline. Well, it's it's a, it's in the past. It's tail lights on That's Wandavision. It. Tail lights on Wandavision until we get Doctor Strange two. Um, oh, yeah. We have a basically next week. We are oh. going to do some sort of preview for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yes, because that is the next show that we will be recapping each week ready and i love it's timed perfectly timed perfectly uh, where we get to have a preview episode in between it's literally perfect maybe we'll do some some trivia and and kind of do our preview show that way again similar to how we did it with wandavision um, get a little background on both Falcon and Winter Soldier and maybe some of the bad guys that we might be seeing in the show. Um, so that is something to look forward to for next week. But in the meantime, right. let us move on to rolling or trolling. Rolling. Oh, yes. 
What, pray tell, is in the news this week? Christopher goes out into the world with his journalism cap, and he digs up news, everybody. I do. He, 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 he mines, he muckrakes, he mines the world of entertainment. Uh, and essentially by that we mean um, tells us what other people are writing about, and then we comment on their well, news. Yeah. Put simply. You found yes, it. You found the news. So I, that's I, I, I looked at some headlines. <laughs> and the first, which is a nice little segue, because we we essentially we didn't get mutants like we thought right. we might get right. from this show. However, it is being reported that of course the X-Men are indeed coming to the MCU, but there is officially a reboot of the X-Men in development with the title or possibly working title, we're not sure, called Mutants. Uh, uh, what was the name of that movie with the girl from Game of Thrones? New Mutants? New Mutants. Yeah, I think we need to stay away from that. I think I'm trolling the title. It I'm, could potentially yeah. become a different title. Because we yeah. don't know for sure yet if, well, one, again, this is just reports, but we sure. don't know for sure yet if this is the actual title or if this is the working title. I All right, so look, I support a remake of the X-Men. I mean, as much as we may complain about these things, we're living in a golden time. You know, COVID aside, we're living in a golden time of media where the nerds have inherited the earth. And we're finally seeing the things on screen that we want to see. So I'm, I'm all for it. Make it, remake it, do it. You know, I think the Fantastic Four like remake was terrible, but it, but it, it served the purpose of keeping the license alive in that uh, studio in order to make better ones down the line. So do it. I mean, make it. I'm curious to see who they want to put in it, but I will troll the title if that's going to be the ultimate title because you're going to get way negative feedback from that's fair the connection right you agree with that um i yeah it's it's a weird title for me um i would love it if they just named it uncanny x-men yeah that's like fine the, like the comic yeah you know, like the comic? obviously yeah. you still have x-men in it but you you distinguish yourself you distinguish yourself as this right. is a reboot this um, is a reboot so i think yeah. that would be kind of cool um, continuing on, we got our first look at the upcoming Space Jam sequel, Space Jam A New Legacy, and people are actually upset that Lola Bunny, a cartoon bunny, I want to <laughs> yeah. make that clear, Specify, this is yes. a cartoon and an animal. Yes. And there are people out there that are upset that Lola Bunny doesn't have boobs anymore. <laughs> essentially, essentially, yeah, they de they desexualized a fictional cartoon uh, animal. Boobed, essentially, yeah, animal. Um, I don't know how to, to respond. I'm I I will start trolling... by saying I am trolling the people who are upset by this. Agreed. Yes. That's the correct response. I'm trolling those people. 
uh, I don't like, look, you know, I'm not a fan of change, you know, censorship or change of like ridiculous things. I, I apparently there's also issues with Pepe Le Pew I was reading about, but long story short, I don't think this is a, the movie's a good idea. Like Michael Jordan's still alive, still very famous, still a basketball thing. Like I'd, I'd watch a return uh, or something like that, but the space jam uh, from what I'm seeing, it's not lighting me on fire. Like it's not interesting. It's, it's going to be awful. Yeah, I think. Uh, and not because Lola isn't quote-unquote right. sexy anymore. It's going right. to be That's awful gonna be the least because um, it's just it, it's it's just I it doesn't seem like it's going to work from what I'm hearing about this movie. On top of the fact that we have seen like people don't really, we have seen LeBron James act and yeah. he was in Trainwreck, correct? Which his acting was a train wreck, but for whatever yes. reason, people like praise him like he was really funny in that movie. The I, only reason why he was funny was because how bad he was, and it was just like, oh, there's that really famous athlete in this movie. He was getting a lot of help from Bill Hader. In those so scenes. much help. He yeah. was legitimately terrible at I, acting. Now he's going to lead an entire movie. Mistake. I would present this analogy to you with respect to the Lola thing before we leave it. Uh, are you familiar with Betty Boop? Yes. Okay. If they decided to change the Betty Boop character, who was like a 1930s, 40s, like, like cigarette pin-up. girl, pinup girl, yeah. you know, character cartoon. Um, if they were like, well, now we're only just going to feature her in Moomoo's, um, that's a substantial shift in, in what that cartoon was. Yes. Lola Bunny, if she has bunny ears, the mission's accomplished. Correct. Like that, we're good. Yes. You know, that's, that's it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not is, at all. Is what same. I'm saying. Agreed. A Harry Potter movie. Is reportedly in development a sequel to the uh, cursing child. What do you call it? Like all the the, the eight movies that they had. Um, And reportedly, it's probably going to be based on the cursed child. And it will be potentially for HBO Max. I'm going to refer to, I'm going to coin, I'm going to refer to the eight movies. In a very James Liptony way, as a word has not been invented, I shall create one now. An octogen series. An octogenarity series. An eight. Okay. I'm gonna work on that. He's Regardless. On it. Yeah, it's you know, scrum for lessons. My point <laughs> is my point is, uh, I'm fine with it. We've talked about this before. Like if they bring Daniel Radcliffe back. I think he's having fun in cool. life. Yeah, that'd be cool. You bring the gang back, people we want to see. They, they, you know, they drop the ball with the with the creatures franchise. Um, so bring the kids back. Let's see how everybody's doing. But lean into it. Hard R. <laughs> Hard R. 
Harry Potter and the Cursing Children and just life's a mess for these people. And like, I'm ready. Like, let's watch that show. I think with what's going on with, with the Fantastic Beasts movies, they need to actually take a page from Star Wars and pivot to creating a series instead of a movie, another movie. Star Wars, they took Mandalorian hmm. and it has completely shifted yeah. the future of Star Wars to now, to you know what? This new trilogy didn't work yeah. the way we wanted to. It's now shifted to television, which is then yeah. going to create movies for them and all this sure. stuff. And HBO Max is obviously a priority for right. Warner Brothers, my, Time Warner. I think my, that yeah, would be the ahead. way to go. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, and I think people like us, our childhood has the, the Harry Potter, you know, stamp on it. But I don't connect like it's like I'm more I would have much more to say about Star Wars or even the Marvels and DC mm-hmm. movies than the Harry Potter movies. Not to say not to disparage, not to raise one up by tearing another down. Yeah, that's but fair. yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a, a show would be fine. But hard R. <laughs> just just whatever that redheaded one, Ginny, you know. Just having just having struggles, making ends meet, you know, like what do you do after you kill Voldemort? What do you do? He's like working a minimum wage, you know, uh uh wizard job, and she, you know, she's struggling. They got like twelve, you know, whatever it is. But I was the boy who was who lived. Yeah, you're gonna be living on the couch, Ari. Like that's what I want to see. Cockney Harry Potter would be genius. I mean, it would be hilarious. And you have you have Michael Caine be the minister of magic or Harry's like boss in this world. That's all that's missing from that franchise is Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this is that's what no one knew they wanted. Yep, it's but no longer a young adult fantasy. No, we're past that. No, <laughs> now it's a, it's no longer. That's right. It's no longer a young adult fantasy. Now it's an old, it's an adult nightmare. Like that's <laughs> right. where we need to go with this. Okay. That I, you know, I, I think maybe you should pitch that to, to HBO yeah. Max and, and see what they the say about it. I could be the showrunner on that. <laughs> um, I do want, I, I had to add in this, um, this uh, headline to rolling or trolling i there's not much more to say about it other than just the complete own that this is right also involves harry potter there is an upcoming video game uh called hogwarts legacy that is going to be coming out i think next year and um reportedly it's going to allow users to create their own character and in that that includes creating a trans character where you don't have to create someone strictly male or female they can be trans the reason why i include this is because i think it is an amazing troll to jk rowling yes the video game of her 
characters are right. going to include that feature when she has so harshly treated the trans community. I just think that's genius. So I'm rolling I, with it. Yeah, I'll roll with that. I'll roll on. Um, Quiet Place 2 was pushed back Even quieter. To, Dece- to September. Yes. The release date has been moved up to May 28th, Memorial Day weekend. And then it will be on Paramount Plus 45 days after the premiere. So they actually went from delaying it to then moving it back sooner. Uh, I, so I'm, okay. I'm trolling the... I don't know how to respond. I'm rolling with the pushing it up because I feel like that has more to do with buoying Paramount Plus than it does with anything else. I think okay. if they're if the deal was they have to wait the 45 days um, and there was such a great response to the first movie, uh, I think this has to do with getting it to the Paramount Plus as fast as possible mm-hmm. to provide more content there that's and more fair. subscribers and a lot of people like the first one my problem is and it's it's hard to say because i do love all of the sequels of like friday the 13th and and nightmare and elm streets and all that the so halloween's like i love sequels but that first one was great like yes it was you know i even liked it yeah, you're not going to serve. And you talk about emotion and sacrifice mm-hmm. and character arc. You're, you're not going to make a better movie. Like, you might make a good action no. movie, but you're not you're... going to make a better film. Yeah, so. you, there are those, those um, you know, rare diamonds that you get as sequels where they end up being better but i i don't need it to be better if it is good then that's all you know what i mean like quiet place the first one i think was uh, was a great movie i enjoyed it a lot great um if the sequel is good then that's good enough for me Uh, um i I'm rolling with this, obviously, because the sooner we can actually see this, the better. It's, you know, we were supposed to have gotten, seen this movie almost a year ago now. This was supposed to come out last March. And we got the whole shutdown maybe a week before the movie was set to premiere in theaters. Yeah. Um, I hope that this is a sign that maybe people think things will be a little bit more normal than, than we realize towards the end of May. That's my, my glass half full look at it, but I think it's more likely what you were saying. They're trying to get the content for Paramount plus, but Uh, still a a man can hope that the pandemic's going to end. And you hold on to your hopes dear for a quiet place too. the silence is deafening. Um, Lastly, Yes. Our boy JGL, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, yes. Has been cast as Jiminy Cricket for the live action adaptation of Pinocchio, starring alongside Tom Hanks, who was previously cast as Geppetto. Well, I mean, 
typecasting comes to mind. I he's, feel like this was a weird one. He's a well, he's a he's a slight. He's man, the cricket. But, you know, he's a he's a petite fellow. Yeah, but he's not like a little like British cricket. Well, no, but I like he sings. You know, he does a good so. job. He's 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 got talent. He sings. He dances. Jiminy a bit. Cricket, British. I, I was trying does to think of that after you said I don't that. Remember. I was willing to he go with that. He seems like a character so. that does, but I have no idea in he, actuality. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's been a minute. It's been a while. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. But Tom Hanks is your Geppetto. Uh, Jiminy Cricket, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's interesting. It's not the worst. I would pitch for Michael Caine again. I'd put. I'd make Mike. I would I, watch Michael Caine read the phone book. Me, I think that um, if, if, if Tom Hanks should have pulled British. a um, what it a Polar Express and played all of the parts. Oh, that would have been interesting. That's what. But I now, think. do we know? Do we know if it's going to be, uh, like for example, years ago they made an Alice in Wonderland live action where the characters were in costumes, like the turd, the tortoise, and the and the Cheshire Cat, and all that. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be CGI for the cricket, but who knows? Right. Okay, because that's what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be like a half CGI, half human people, judging off of like the live action Disney movies that they've already made. All right. Um, let's let's speaking of half human, half CGI yes. movies. Let's talk about our suggestions for each other for this week. Neil, look at you, master of segues. Yes. I try. I try. You do. Um, Neil, you watched Tom and Jerry. I did. I watched A Quiet Man. The Quiet Man? The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man. Yes. Who should start? I'll I'll start in keeping with the segue uh, leading into this. Uh, and And I can respond quickly um maybe i wasn't the right audience (laughs) i you know like for example i i wanted this to be great and i have to give credit to the animation team the actors you know there was no like their eyes are three inches in a different direction of where the character is like everything was lining up everything did well um and the the i believe it was the director said you know he cited uh who framed roger rabbit as inspiration and you see that that's all over this movie which leads me to like the bet so the saving grace of this movie is that it might get us closer to another who framed roger rabbit that's that's one of the saving graces however the movie opens and i'm in a rap song for it for a tom and jerry from 1943 okay uh which okay look i'm in watch You're i'm gonna watch an it. old man i know but like i don't i don't get the the i'm in a rap tune i'm in a i'm in a, i don't understand the music um so I'm in a rap. I'm in a rap song. I'm in a rap tune, and we're in now. We're in New York, which okay. Uh, so we're we're out of the house 
that Tom and Jerry are mm-hmm. very comfortable in that we that we're familiar with. Um, and it's like I I didn't get I didn't get the tone they were going for. Like this was a I, I got, what what's it reminded me of movies like this like this has happened before and and the the hotel is a popular setting for this kind of thing but i don't understand the tone like what is your audience obviously it's kids but also like adults that remember tom and jerry people our age that are like okay i'm in i'm gonna check this out um they ramp it up a little bit but it was so it was too middle of the road it was bland like okay. pick a pick a direction michael pena this is the first miss for me for michael pena uh, you didn't like he him is, in this movie i did not i did not it's the first miss okay. and and i i applaud him i think he's genius I think he's a lot of fun um, and i don't want to just see him do the same thing over and over again but I think the choices he was making in this movie uh, left something to be desired. Um, Chloe Grace Mortez, Moretz. 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 Um, she did a good job in the vein of Brendan Fraser in Looney Tunes Return or whatever that movie was. Uh, she did, you know, and or um, I forget what's her name the girl the woman from uh dharma and greg uh who was also in that movie like she did a good job i liked what she was trying to do good perfect choice for this because she's not the world's most famous actress and thus it was okay that she didn't have a lot of screen time like that they were devoting to these you know to the to tom and jerry but it it, I'll, i'll end with this uh frozen yogurt be ice cream or be nothing okay can't be yogurt that's i think yeah that's i think be ice cream or be yogurt it's just be ice cream or or nothing yeah essentially (laughs) well that's my opinion but yes like be be what be so like they needed to make a choice and i think they were they were so middle like down the middle it was bland okay. like i was losing interest I, I think i think this movie by definition yeah. is not a good movie but i for some reason really enjoyed myself watching it i thought okay. there were actually legitimate funny parts i liked the, the old cartoon like slapstick that they had yes. they gate they devoted a lot of time to that i think that's where you got the old school tom and jerry feels from it i, um, I agree with you i can see the influences from who framed roger rabbit and things like that and i think you know this was a little bit of a nostalgia nostalgia trip yeah. for me not because i was such a big fan of tom and jerry but more so movies like this that Mm. we watched when we were kids it reminded me like it reminded me of of space jam it reminded me of who framed roger rabbit it reminded me of all these movies that did things similar to this and the absurdity of a lot of what was going on in it too um fit what was going on and that's that's why i enjoyed myself watching it 
I, I agree with you. And I would say the examples you use made a tone, tonal and directional choice. And I think this movie would have benefited from doubling down on an, an audience. Like, okay. here's who we want to see this. But this is definitely the type of thing, like I, I used to work in a theater. Um, this is definitely the type of thing that like, every parent's bringing their kid to on a Saturday morning or on a, you know, yeah, like that's, it absolutely works. You know, it's that type of movie. Yeah. So, sir, I'm, I'm very excited. Tis March, as you know. Uh, and I, it, it, I'm, I'm jazzed. You can't have parades because of what we're going through in society. Uh, so to explore the Irish culture, uh, in this fashion, I think yes. is is awesome. So, well, what I think did you that's think? a good way to sum it up because I'm by this movie. I'm to presume that there was a lot of Irish traditional Irish culture represented. Um, this is a very famous movie, the The Quiet Man. Yeah, um, very well known for being a John Wayne movie set in ireland so it's a very it's very big around this time of year around saint patrick's day um it is an older film it, it came out in 1952 1950 um, i i liked it i thought i thought it was oh. good i understand why it was the 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 classic that that it came to be i think okay similar to a lot of older movies it takes a different type of appreciation than i think a lot of people have today for something like this um this would probably be written off by people who didn't like really grow up watching this um by like new generations and stuff like that um but yeah Expand i think on that if you would sir well, just because I think all movies from this era are kind of like that. It takes a, a, a certain appreciation of, of film to yeah. be able to enjoy this. I think this okay. the this generation and the previous generation growing up with the movies that they had, this is very slow paced. This is very old yeah. fashioned. This is very like there's a lot in this that right. it does isn't like part of our culture anymore okay so that's so not, why not I that say... you're not that you're because we're coming to your your overall opinion uh not that you're against it for this reason but you would say it doesn't hold up in today's marketplace i definitely don't think it holds up in, okay. in today's marketplace that's gotcha. not saying that that's a a, a bad right, thing right 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 i'm just that's it's more of a like matter of fact type thing um i thought it was really interesting what the Irish traditions were. So essentially this movie is about yes. an American man who happened to be born in um, Ireland in a, in a small town in Ireland. He decides to come back home after he has a traumatic event where he was a mm -hmm. boxer and he accidentally um, killed someone in a boxing match. He decides to come back home. Um, he falls in love with a, a local woman in town who happens to be the sister of 
the man who he's kind of been at odds with since he since moved he in back, because yeah. he's able to buy back his his birth home um in in contest with the the brother right um and so they right then and there they're already butting heads um they get married there's the this whole wooing um tradition that they have right. where it needs to be supervised by someone and there's certain rules and they can't touch or hold hands and they the the conversation needs to be supervised very interesting um and it was one of those things where it's just like he sees her and they decide they're like we're getting married right no like oh let's date for a while it's just Let's, Love at first sight. And she's married. a bit of a firebrand, wouldn't you say? Bit yes. of a spitfire. Yes, she is. Yeah. I and it was the the whole um I guess inheritance aspect of it was interesting. Yes. Definitely something that like I, I all of it pretty wouldn't would be very unfamiliar territory for today's world. Um Definitely. but like, you know, there's that almost seemed more important to her than like their marriage and he's like from america and it's funny too because i'm talking about the differences between our culture today and that culture but in that right. movie they're highlighting a difference in culture between america and ireland definitely definitely um so yeah definitely very interesting movie um there are some like things that definitively don't hold up in this movie in today's world certain misogynistic type of events and getting a little rough with with the women nothing like there were moments where i was like is this heading in the dark direction that i think it's about to head into luckily it didn't but it's still like there was some you know john wayne was rough with with his wife a little bit yes a little bit yeah that stuff um so you know you have to kind of understand what's going on in 1952 compared to what's going on today um but yeah i could see how it is a st patrick's day classic oh yeah definitely st patrick's day classic i mean i mean visually spectacular right and yes, yeah. that is the other thing I want like, to say too is there yeah. were a lot of times where you could tell that they were just f- kept the film running and they were yeah. like, this yeah. is an amazing shot. Let's keep it. Like where uh, distinctly, like there was one where um, John Wayne is just walking through the the Ireland hills and yeah. as he's walking, there's like a flock of, I don't know, it might've been geese, like these white, beautiful white birds that yeah. are, are disrupted and like fly away Free from him. Free production and value. And it's like, that was just like a yeah. random shot that they got. You know, they couldn't have created it. No. And that's like, I, you know, things are so real now on our screens everybody's high def everything's digital everything's this and that but there's something to the color and vibrance of a uh of a movie shot in like technicolor like of something like that it's maybe it's just maybe it's like because you know with this with with today's stuff it just seems like like you're looking through a window at it and and it's you know it's like a post yeah but like 
those movies back then were postcardy. It was almost like you felt it, mm-hmm. like you felt what you were seeing. Um, I don't know. So, so yeah. So you did you enjoy your time, sir? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Okay, I absolutely enjoyed my time. I think it was a good suggestion. I think it was yeah. appropriate for this time of year. Um, you know, it's a movie that, despite its certain um, iffiness mm-hmm. around the True. treatment of the opposite sex um it is you know it's it's yeah. definitely worth watching and it should be it should be noted that that's not a, a total uh allusion to violence it's also referencing uh the fact that the men were making the arrangements for the marriage as opposed to it, the woman that was oh to yeah be it was a completely and, different time yeah. if you look at it as it, this is just a time capsule into or a look into a completely different era different of time era. where yeah. it's like you're not like this is something where you can't be in like insulted or like feeling yeah. horrible about what's happening because you, you can enjoy just, your experience this is what without happened condoning the then thing. yes yeah. exactly you don't have to condone what's happening right. but it goes beyond like you know the the women are the ones who are the caretakers and they're sure. expected to have uh dinner on the table and they're expected like all these things and they're they're showing that in this movie right. um it's just it's like you're you went in a time machine and and i think like a whole different for world. those willing for those willing to see it they will see uh that maureen o'hara you know really wasn't taking any you know what like she no when she was you know, like she was and she wasn't she kind of she was and she and wasn't like yeah she had you her know her character at least her character yeah like and she did a great job of being you know being a tough character and stand up for herself too yes so yes so let's talk about next week man let's talk about next week so next week we are going to do a preview episode for falcon and the winter soldier oh, yeah. um we are going to obviously do some more rolling or trolling as we always do and we are kind of suggesting to each other and to all of the listeners um, to watch Coming to America 1 and 2. And what we're going to do in in lieu of traditional suggestions, we are going to essentially compare those two movies. And just because Coming to America 2 just came out. um, And so that is what we're going to do for our our suggestion section. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Know, I'm excited for that. I want, you know, I, I, I go way back with Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Coming to America is a classic. Coming to America 2, we will discuss what our thoughts are on it. Um, Neil, great episode. Sad to see WandaVision go, but happy to see um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Arrived. up ahead yes. down the road. Um, Not going to curse the darkness, just going to light a candle. That's it. We appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, If you are new to the show, please think about subscribing and leaving us a a review and a rating um, on wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. We are available on all the podcast platforms and we are available on Neil's awesome website, glueddtothescreen.com. That is glued, the number two, 
offthescreen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.